You. It's your boy Jig. I like to shout out our sponsors, Photos by Holly Rock. If you're looking for a photographer for your next event, whether it's a wedding, baby shower, graduation, birthday party, you name it, he does it all. If you're just looking for a photo shoot, you know, to get your little modeling skills on, or you're just trying to get, you know, your family photos, he does those as well. Best photographer in the Ville, hands down. Cheapest prices in town, quickest turnaround. He have your photos to you in no time. Message him, he'll get back with you. Mention you heard it from this podcast, Jake's Own Company. You might get a discount. That's Photos by Holly Rock. You can catch him on Facebook or IG at Photos by Holly Rock. H O L L Y R O C K. Photos by Holly Rock. I've been shot by Holly Rock. Have you? Yeah, it's that new Jake's Own Company. Yo, 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 this your boy Jigsaw Blue, and we back with another episode of Jigsaw and Company. You can catch us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor, soon to be on YouTube. You can catch us every Wednesday, dropping new content, new guests every Wednesday. Download the Anchor app. If you if you in a podcast, Anchor got any anything and everything that you would want to listen to as uh, for your podcast uh, pleasure. But make sure you download and listen to Jigsaw and Company every Wednesday. Right now, I'm sitting with uh, a very interesting female artist, and it's and it's I I see a lot of female artists, and then I don't hear I don't I see a lot of females, but I don't hear a lot of female artists. Her name uh, is China Vine. You from favor, right? But let the people introduce yourself. <laughs> What's good, everybody? Um, it's your girl, China Vaughn. I am located in Fayetteville. I live there now, but I'm actually from Providence, Rhode Island. Okay. So how long you been in Fayetteville? Um, since 2012, so about six years now. How you like it? Is it, is it different from where you're from? It's very different. <laughs> That's it, all I'm going to say. It's just, just different. Is it slow? <laughs> Um, it's a little slow, and of course, you know, north and south is completely different, so, yeah. you know, it's always going to be a culture shock. Okay. So, China Vine, uh, you can catch her, uh, mixtape that just dropped this year, mm-hmm. Red Lip Game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I listened to it. My favorite song on there is, uh, Harley Quinn. Okay. Was it, uh, is it Aurora? Aurora. <laughs> we're going to talk about that. Okay. And, uh, one mic. Okay. Uh, let's start with uh, Harley Quinn. Okay. I loved, uh, <laughs> I loved how you put it together, the production. I love how the way you, the, the flow on it was that what caught me. Okay. So how did you, what inspired you to do Harley Quinn? Um, well, I wrote that song literally not too long after, uh, you know, the movie came out uh, where Harley Quinn was kind of introduced. Um, but I heard the beat and it sounded kind of like, you know, like a jack in a box. Right. So that kind of made me think of like a jester, a clown. And then it kind of made me, I don't know what turned me into the whole Harley Quinn thing, but then it made me think of the Joker and Harley Quinn. So when I was writing the song, you know, when you see Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn is crazy, Thanks. but he turned her crazy. That is true. And a lot of females get in relationships with men and it's just. It's not a bad crazy. It's just we love them so much that we turn crazy. crazy. We start acting crazy. We start doing crazy shit. So 
when I started thinking of Car- Harley Quinn, I started putting in, you know, relationships I've been in and situations and how literally I've gone crazy dealing with certain men, but not really a bad crazy. It's just, I'm, I'm just a little crazy, but it's for you right. type shit. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, like I said, um, they, the song really caught my eye, well, caught my ear, excuse me. Right. And... Like I said, it was just your flow on it was different from all the other songs that was on there. Mm-hmm. And then you also put some uh, vocals on it. Uh, was singing like a first love or was... <laughs> Yes, actually it was. Um, when I was younger, I just knew I was going to be like the next Mariah Carey or something. <laughs> I never like rapping didn't come till way later down the line. But I always like I'm a huge R&B fan, probably more than hip hop. I listen to more R&B. Um, so I just knew I was going to be a singer, right. but you know, that didn't, that wasn't, I, I can sing, but I don't feel like I can, I don't have strong enough vocals to really be like a powerhouse singer. Okay. Like I'm good with hooks and, you know, little cute songs, so but you, you can yeah. carry your note across yeah. the street. Yeah. I, I can understand. I can see that. I can understand that too. And you're not just one of them singers that say, Oh, I can't, I can sing, but they right. they just like hearing they sell. Right. <laughs> I know a lot of I know a lot of singers. Right. So how did you get into rapping? Um, I used to write poetry. Um, poetry was my thing, but I became a huge fan of Lil Wayne, and I tell I mean I think there's about thirty interviews that have the same story, but there was a radio station, and this is when I was living in Virginia Beach radio station. Um, had a contest. You had to rap. You had to mention. They gave all types of like uh, stipulations of what you had to do. You couldn't cuss. You couldn't do this. But I was like 16, so cussing wasn't. It didn't really matter right. to me. But um, you had to rap 16 bars, and whoever had the best verse would win free tickets to the Lil Wayne concert. So I didn't have the money to pay for the tickets. So I'm like, I'm shit. Yeah, you know what? Awesome. I write poetry. How hard could it be? So I wrote, I mean, it was, I don't even remember the rap. I just know it was corny as hell. It was really, really corny, but I won. I heard myself played back on the radio and I lost my mind because one, I won tickets, but it was just like, oh shit, that's me. Like I'm on the radio and it made me fall in love with the idea of being an artist. So that's when I actually started writing. I would write a lot of R&B songs. I still was kind of trying to be a singer. Um, But over time, the more and more I started listening to Wayne, as he would evolve, I started getting more interested in actually, you know, rapping. So really, I always say that Lil Wayne is really the reason why I rap now. So give me your Carter list from one to five. Top what songs? Carter Carter albums. Give me a card in order. <sighs> the last two we're just gonna scratch off the list. Um, I didn't. The last two. I just feel like the older he got, the more he just wasn't that fun. When I fell in love with, it. and the Carters weren't even my shit. I'm a mixtape. I'm the dedication, the drought. Like that's that's the Wayne that I love. The Wayne that was himself and could say whatever he want, not the stuff he was making for radio or music videos. I like that raw so, mixtape Wayne. No drought or no ceilings. No drought or no ceilings. I'll go with no drought. Okay. Yeah. No ceilings, he did a lot of that's when he was doing a little singing and you know, yeah. I don't know that that, that, <laughs> no ceilings, that no ceilings one was, was it, Yeah, I mean I can't 
I would never say that, oh, this completely sucked because I'm just that much of a fan. But I will say, like, you know, this is like maybe a two out of a ten. But I still love you, Wayne, so I'm going to listen to it. <laughs> I got a homeboy. He a diehard Wayne fan. Diehard. Really? So, I, I understand what This one here, too, is my best friend. He is, yeah, we're I, like, <laughs> I, I understand when it comes to Wayne. I understand. I try to argue him down plenty of times. I just thought Jewel Santana was going to surpass Little Wayne. That did not happen at all. <laughs> Out of all people. <laughs> no, I think, you know, the, the rumors and stuff about him having Ryder, all of that. But I just think that he, as he got older, he evolved. And I just, I liked it. And then it just kind of went left. <laughs> okay. So, you said with the radio mm-hmm. contest. You, when you heard yourself, you feel like, okay, I, I can hear myself as an artist. Mm-hmm. Was that the first time you realized, like, okay, like, I can actually do this music shit, or was it... Um, no, it was just kind of something I played with. It wasn't... I never... I didn't take it seriously until I got a little bit older. Um, at that time, it was just like, oh, I could rap. Oh, this is fun. Let me... You know, and then I really got into writing songs, and I would watch, like, Neo and Carrie Hilson... And I would be like, I want to be like them. Like, I don't want to be on the forefront. I just want to write songs. So, I, I mean, I have books and books of songs that I've written that are just like R&B songs. have nothing to do with rap. But the more and more I started writing, the more I started liking the idea. And then it became like, you know, you start off with writing over other people's stuff. And, you know, then you start actually creating your own pieces. And once that started happening, I really felt like, I, there's something here. I didn't know what it was, but I knew there was something there. I would make little videos and I would sing. I like singing was always the forefront, so I would sing. But you know, around 2010 is when I really was like, I think I'm gonna try rapping. I think that I'm gonna really, really just try it. And then that's when I started making my own songs, going to the studio and recording. And you know, that's when it really started for me. And then around 2013, when I dropped my first mixtape, is when I really really wanted to be an artist but then I took a break and had a baby and all of that so I stopped doing music but then 20 the end of 20 well mid to end 2016 I said I want to come back I had people telling me come back and it was just felt like the right time so now I feel like this is the first time I've really taken it seriously in my life is like the past two years what was the name of your first mixtape uh unexpected Man, how, how did you is is it like, because, you know, some people say my first is like my everything. <laughs> I, it's my baby because, it, I mean, it sounds, it's it's probably, if I were, if somebody would have given me this mixtape and I would still, I'd probably give it like maybe a five out of ten. But I did it all by myself. I recorded myself. I mixed it myself. So it is my baby because it was like my first piece of work when I, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just, I knew that I wanted to rap. But I knew that I had to do it myself because I had been in situations where I meet people, I go to studios, and because I'm a female... They didn't take you serious. They didn't take me serious, or they tried. It was a whole other situation where I thought I was going there to record, but they they thought I was going there for something else. They tried to strike. Exactly. So I felt like, I got to do this myself. I got to learn it. I mean, I literally just, I didn't look at no tutorials. I just got on Pro Tools and just started clicking buttons, and I was like, sounds good to me, whatever. And it was my first project, completed project, did it all by myself. So it's forever my baby, but it's not my greatest work. It's not my greatest work. <laughs> okay. Um, do you remember the first song you recorded? 
Um, the first song I actually recorded um, was, it wasn't my song. It's called Hollywood. I don't know if you remember that Hollywood song. It was Wayne, Andre 3000. Hollywood voice. Yeah, I got on that song um, with a friend of mine. Uh, he he wanted to do like a remake of it. And he was like, write something to it. Write something. And then that was like the first time I like put the headphones on, got in the booth. And I was like, yeah. And then it was just like, oh, I like this. This is fun. <laughs> But that first was trash too. <laughs> yeah, I sucked when I first started. I did. I mean, that and that takes a lot for somebody to really say that. As a as an artist, you you watch yourself. You supposed mm-hmm. to watch yourself grow and mm-hmm. say, "Well, you know, my first couple of songs was was trash." Because when I used to do music, like I used to try to tell people, like, "Yo, like if, if your shit trash, I'm gonna tell you." Right. And. People don't like uh, artists. Don't I ain't gonna say artists don't understand, but it's really hard for a real artist to get that type of criticism. Oh yeah, it, it's it's sensitive about their shit. <laughs> you know that, that famous line. You know nobody really wants to hear this stuff. Sucks, but I knew where I was at, and I knew I wasn't really being true to myself either. Like I mean, first starting, I really didn't know what I was talking about. Like you know, rapping wasn't something that I was just given naturally. I actually practiced and rehearsed and you know trained myself to be good but when I like my first mixtape around that time a lot of my songs were centered around being like the Nicki Minaj's the Little Kim's it was all about selling sex and being that sex symbol and um when I stopped when I decided to come back in you know I just had a kid and I was like I don't want to do it that way like I just want to be myself I want to be able to say what I want on my own songs I want to be able to feel free I don't want to feel like I have to be like what everybody else is doing and I've kind of stuck with that um for the past two years everything I do is true to me like you will never hear a song and be like I wonder if she really did that you don't have to wonder because whatever it is it's something I've either been through I know about or I'm going through I try to just write about my experiences and just my personal stuff, my personal thoughts, the things that I want to say. Because at the end of the day, all of these artists, they all have their, I guess, niches and their gimmicks mm-hmm. to where, like, you have your Cardi B. She's a type of artist for a certain type of person. Bar- Nicki Minaj, she got her Barbies. I just want to be for that everyday person, that everyday person that goes to work, that has kids, that lives a regular life, who... Like, if it's a sex song, it's a simple sex song. It's not nothing crazy. It's about in that moment. If I'm talking about smoking weed, it's about in that moment. If I'm talking about selling drugs, it's about in that moment versus me trying to paint a whole facade of a of an image. No, just get the real because everybody goes through this stuff every single day. And we don't really have people in the industry that really give you the real. That's like, true. Beyonce and Jay-Z, I feel like they they kind of give it to you, but it's like, it's still... They on another yeah, level. Yeah, on another level. You're you're getting that, okay, this is real black love, but you're getting it from this glamorous perspective, you know what I mean, perception. So, you know, I don't want to do that. I just want to give just regular music about regular shit. <laughs> like, you don't hear me talking about Benzes and, you know, Lamborghinis with doors up. No, I drive that's, a Honda, so I'll talk about driving a Honda. <laughs> uh, that's what I can respect for a rapper to speak their truth. Because right. I, I know a lot of rappers in Fayetteville and... It's hard for them to speak their truth. Yeah, and I don't know why. Like, but but I guess people, a lot of people don't want to hear the truth. A lot of people want to live in that fantasy world. Yeah. You know, people want to don't fake it to you. Exactly, it. people want to feel like they're riding in Lambos and got money, and they want to feel like they're in the kitchen cooking dope when they're not. But not everybody is like that. Not everybody wants to do that. Some people like R and B. A lot of 
reason why R and B is so successful is because that shit sometimes hits home. You be yeah. you might don't even know how to sing, but you singing the hell out of this song because you the, your girl done broke up with you and you feeling what he's saying. That's true. But it hits home, and that's the kind of a lot of rap doesn't hit home anymore. It just hits, you know, the limelight, the the movies, the big screen. And that's what me and my uh, my bro was talking about as far as like uh, the rappers not speaking their truth because. You and you and Faith Bill, right? People gonna know you. Right. It was like, man, I went to school with you, man. You ain't, you ain't flip no pies. That's, you, you, ain't, yeah. you ain't flip no birds, man. <laughs> so you know, that that's why I give a lot of respect to the rappers that do speak their truth, right? Because it's it's real, it's authentic, and then it's original, mm-hmm. which I <laughs> totally respect you for that. <laughs> totally respect you for that. So being a female artist. Do you feel like uh, do you feel like is it like a waiting list? Because you know they always say it's only one female rapper at a time. Now in this day and age, no. I feel like the females have been like taking over. Like I don't feel like there's really. I feel like there's always going to be that silent competition mm-hmm. of there's still got to be one at the top. There has to be one at the top. But I feel like as far as getting in the game, I don't feel like it's a waiting list. Right now, the problem I feel like, I feel like it's too gimmicky. It's too one-dimensional. All the females look the same. All the females rap the same. They're all making the same kind of music. They're all wearing colorful wigs. They're all, like, getting ass shots. Like, it's just like the, okay, can we have, like, Rhapsody is probably, Rhapsody, she's one of the very she's few, she's but she's not that gimmick. She's not the pink hair with the big ass and, and all of that stuff. And why. she can actually rap. And she's rapping about real sh- Her music yeah. is about real shit, too. You know what I'm saying? But all these Barbies and the dolls this and the dolls that, like, great you know for those people who love that but that's not my life that's not my story that's not what i want to hear that's not what i want to teach you know my kids and stuff like that so who are the people that's actually representing the real women the women that like i said have kids that go to work every day that have to live with regular shit not not no fantasy barbie world (laughs) and i just feel like that's the hardest part is breaking into this being an actual like really caring about hip-hop Rather than caring about just the, you know, the glitz and glam of just the music industry in itself, but really caring about actual content that you're putting out and who you're putting it out to. Because, like I said, all the girls just follow through. They follow suit, follow trends. And I don't feel like an artist should take the full responsibility of raising nobody's kid. Like, you know, that shit starts at home first. But at the end of the day, they still see that. And if that's all you're going to be about, it just kind of is just like... Is that what you're going to teach your child? Is that what you're going to teach your daughter? That this is all ten, that there is? And nine times out of ten, they wouldn't. Exactly. But it's making the money. And that's what... I don't care about none of that. I've had you know people tell me, you should switch your sound. You should, no, I, I don't care. If I don't get... If nothing happens because I stay true to myself, then I'm good with that. It is what it is. I'm, I don't want to sell out because that's where I was you know, four or five years ago trying to sell out to be what I thought I was supposed to be. And I was very uncomfortable and it brought the wrong attention. So then when I did go to the studio, yeah, I had guys that just thought because, well, you're putting all this sexy shit out. So that's what they took. So now I go in the studios and they take me seriously because they know I'm coming in. I'm about to spit. Like, I'm probably going to outspit you. It's okay. (laughs) How the uh, rap landscape is, a lot of people going independent. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like 
You would you sign a deal? You wouldn't. No. Why would you? Because I wanna I like being myself and I can't deal with nobody telling me what to do, how to do it, change. I'm not changing shit. I wanna stay exactly the way I am and I feel like either you accept it or you don't. And I feel like with labels, you they get too much power over you and I don't want nobody to have power over me. And I don't want nobody cutting into my money either. <laughs> well, you know that independent road is It's hard, but at the end of the day, if you can make it like it's very rewarding. Yeah. If you can, if you can make it, and I mean, I don't want to. I don't need to be like you know a Beyonce level. I just want a lot of people to hear my music. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't really matter to me, you know, if I don't make it that big. But you know, I do want to be able to travel and do things and just have a broader audience of people that can actually listen and appreciate my music. Because again, I don't expect to be on a certain level just due to the fact that. The generation that we're in, anyway. Right. I'm not built for this generation <laughs> at all. I'm not. <laughs> so I like. I just rather stick in my lane and wherever it goes, that's where it goes. Okay. So, who you who inspires you besides you know you said Little Wayne? Like who you listen to now that inspires you? Me. Okay. <laughs> say nothing about that. Right. Um. I am really fond of... I like new artists. I listen to a lot of new music. Um, shit, me and him, we spend our times like we go, we're always on the road. Right. Um, and what we do, we listen to all the new music. And a lot of times we find like some of the dopest sounds. And it gives us inspiration to just do different things and try different things. Because, um, you know, not all the music is the same but the stuff they're putting out in the mainstream is the same i like to listen to the stuff that nobody else is listening to um and that's pretty much where i get a little bit of inspiration from but i listen to it's crazy because i just listen to so much (laughs) r&b like you like one would think that i should just be a singer because like if you go through my playlist It'll be like R&B, R&B, Beyonce, Beyonce, one hip-hop song, R&B, R&B, a <laughs> little bit of reggae, a little bit of Spanish, another Beyonce song, and then one hip-hop song. Like, it's it's not that present, but I love rapping, so I don't know. I just like music. Yeah, how I am with my music. <clears throat> In the car, I, when I'm with my kids or whatnot, I, I, I might play some hip-hop, mm-hmm. but if I'm by myself, straight R&B. Dick, I love R&B. Straight, straight R&B. <laughs> yeah. Straight on me. I might even throw some country on every every now okay, and then. Okay. Just, <laughs> just to throw a wild card out there. But like I said, your mixtape, I really enjoyed it. It was different from it was a it was a uh, it was different from listening to what I'm normally listening to. So the other song that I could not pronounce. Ahora. But, okay. Explain that. <laughs> Ahora just means right now in Spanish. Okay. <laughs> so if you listen to the song, you know why it's called okay. Ahora. Because okay. um, that just means right now. You know, I say right now like a thousand times in that song. But um, I'm half Spanish, so I always like to put a little Spanish twist on my stuff every now and then. So I got songs where I'm at, I speak Spanish or sing Spanish. But this one, I could have called it right now, but I'm like, why? I just want to call it Ahora. So yeah, <laughs> that's where that name okay. came from. Awesome. Everybody I'm, says Aurora. <laughs> I, I'm not even gonna lie, man. Everyone's like, I love Aurora. I'm like, what song is that? I'm not even gonna lie. I'm mm-hmm. the guy was like, okay, I, and I just knew it. I just knew that's what it was. <laughs> I should ask Siri. He mixed the whole song and still can't say it right. <laughs> Are you sleeping over there? Oh. <laughs>
So, uh, what do you feel as a, as an artist? Mm-hmm. What do you feel like do you take for granted? Time, man. I mean, <laughs> time. I, I, I say it all, all the time. There is not enough time in the day. I don't know, but see, I mean, I have a life. I work and I have a kid and stuff, so it's. I get it, but like just artists, just doing, just doing a show, like that's a whole day thing. It you is. gotta make your wardrobe, your hair, your makeup. You gotta rehearse. You gotta make sure your songs is ready. You gotta have the mix, and then you gotta get the. I'm late for everything. I swear, I'm late for everything. I don't think we've actually the last time we was on time, everybody else was late. But <laughs> usually we're the late ones, and everybody else is still late. But time, I definitely feel like <laughs> I need more time. <laughs> I, I haven't got, I haven't got to that point yet where I'm just like running around like, oh man, I'm, I am. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to get to that point. And when you get there, you be like, God damn, I, I wish I could sit down. I wish I could sleep. I mean, there are times where I literally I'm up 24 hours like the whole day. We get one hour of sleep and then we're back up ready to go again. And I don't know how they do it, but again, when that's the, all you have to do, it's a little bit different. When you have a whole life and you got to think about accounting stuff, you got to do at your job the next day. Like it's a little bit different. So, uh, I seen that you went to the Carolina Music Awards. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that experience. Um, it's it always fun. No, I was nominated last year as well. Um, last year it was a little bit different because, first of all, I didn't even know how I got nominated. Like, cause I had just recently came back into music. I didn't really know anybody. I didn't even know my name was buzzing like that, but apparently it was. Um, so la- the first last year I went. Um, you know, it was okay. But I didn't know anybody. There was really, you know, it was just kind of reserved and stuff. This year, um, almost everybody there, I was like, either know them, I did a show with them somewhere. So it was more like, hey. And it was just more, I guess, of a social event right. um, where everybody's all dressed up and you see all your friends, all the people you've performed with, all the people you've been on ciphers or something with. Um, you reconnect. Um, but just the experience of even being able to perform um, there, it was just a different experience from last year. It was definitely better for me because um, I feel more involved with the North Carolina music scene. Before, I felt like just this outsider rapper from Rhode Island that you know, was in Fayetteville. Now, I feel like I'm actually part of Fayetteville. Um, so it actually definitely felt different, and I felt like I was representing Fayetteville by being there because it was literally, I think I was... There's only two artists nominated from Fayetteville. Oh wow! Um, so it was it was little kid. I for, I forgot his name. I think it's Jaden or something. Um, and then me. So it felt like we we're putting on. I'm not from Fayetteville. It's not my home. But at the end of the day, if I can put on for y'all, I'm definitely gonna put on for y'all. Um, so it was fun. I love it. Um, I love what they do. They make the artists. You know, they make us feel. I guess special for the moment. Right. Um, you know, a lot of people kind of try to downplay it, like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. But every artist there, it meant something to them, you know, just to be recognized for just that hard work that they've put in. And it's called the Carolina Music Awards. You got to think that's the entire North Carolina. Um, that's the entire, you know what I'm saying? So it's not just, oh, you picked out a favor out of just this. No, you're selected out of the entire North Carolina. And that definitely means something because that means you're making some kind of noise and somebody hears you. And as an independent artist and an upcoming artist, it's always good. Any type of recognition you get is always great because it's hard when you're doing everything yourself. You don't, there are a lot of times people be like, oh, I heard about you. And I'm like, oh, really? How? <laughs> I, I, got that, I got that just the other day. Mm-hmm. 
how does because I, I didn't see no type of promotion, mm-hmm. no type of nothing on the Carolina Music Awards. Like, <laughs> I, I hear about it after everything right, happens. Right. So, um, like my first year, I hadn't, I didn't even know it existed. Somebody sent me messages that, oh, congrats on your nomination. I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. So I went and did my research and I found out. And apparently that was the 10th year they've been doing it. And I'm like, so this has been going on for 10 years. I, I, Nobody, it's, it's, I guess it seems like it's like an inner circle thing. I feel like that's what they need. They need to broaden it out a little bit more and make it more publicized because then more people will get involved. It'll get bigger and bigger and bigger right. throughout the years. Because, I mean... It was a couple hundred people, but, you know, think of thousands of people. Choose, you know, combine it with South Carolina. Like, it could be a bigger event. I just feel like it's, like I said, it's a kind of like a circle going on. And, you know, these people are picking these people. And, you know, I just feel like it should be widened. And I feel when I did it this year, um, I guess because I was nominated last year and I, too, I followed them. Then I started seeing the posts and they had posted nominations are beginning, blah, blah, blah. So then when I found out I was nominated again, then I started, you know, that's, promoting, promoting, having people vote for me. But like, it's, it, you got to find it. <laughs> you really have to find it. Like I, like I don't see like no tech. Like I just found, like, found out that. They had a talent show back in June here. I'm like, I didn't hear nothing about this. Me either. <laughs> and I found out like it was like two weeks later. I'm like, right, right. A lot of promotion is is lacking around here because it's like nobody really knows what's going on. And then when stuff goes on, it doesn't really do too well because it's like nobody even knew about it. Exactly. You know, like I said, the awards. Like I said, I was shocked. I was like, oh, there's a Carolina. I didn't know that this existed. And, you know, this year it's like, yeah, I know all about it. But, like, you and other people, they're like, what's that? What's the Carolina Music Awards? And and I'm like, well, I don't know. Look on your website. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got to do my research. And, it, I mean, it's it's hip-hop, country, rock. It's I mean, all the genres, videos. Like, I mean, it's a big deal. But it's just, like I said, it's kinda, it seems like it's kind of hush-hush. And it seems like it's a lot of the same people. Um, that's that, there. Yeah, and that's, that's one thing I feel about favor. They don't give of newer artists opportunities because for I was just just talking about this for a long time growing up all I heard was Yada Man I heard Cakes and now it's Race Taylor yeah and like I said it's but it's way way more dope artists out there but it, it's like really no places for them to grow because that's all you will see will be Kate. And it's a favorite, you know, it's a favorites game to where all of these events and stuff, these are the people who already know all the DJs, already know all the people. So, yeah, they're there. So they get all the clout and everybody, but everybody knows you already. When you're a fresh face, it's like they don't want to give you the time of day. Like, I, the reason why I get so much attention is because I'm a female. So people are like, okay, what's she about to do? You know what I'm saying? So that's the only reason eyes even turn on me. But I see guys get on stage and people just turn around and walk away because they're like, oh, who's he? What's he doing? Okay, he, I don't care. And I feel like that shit's kind of like, I guess it'll make an artist not want to do it. It'll kind of make them feel like, you know, they don't belong, like they shouldn't be doing this. It's discouraging. You know what I'm saying? Not it, Like I said, with me, I demand attention regardless. I, I'll force the crowd. I don't care if it's 10 people. Y'all going y'all gonna to enjoy this tonight. <laughs> um, I, will, I mean, I've done it. I've had 10 people in there 
singing my song with me. Like, no, you're here. We're going to do this. But a lot of people get discouraged. And I've seen them. I've seen people get off the stage, drop the mic. And because people aren't paying them no money. And I feel like the level of respect here is low because all these events ain't nothing but artists. Mm-hmm. And only art artists want to be the best artists. Like when I go and I see a dope female, or I I'm cla- woo because at the end of the day, I love to see a female doing her thing because I know I know how hard it is. So to see another female actually doing it out here, mm-hmm. kudos to you because I for one know how hard this shit is. So for your you being doing it, that means you're doing something good. And even with dudes, just to I started off terribly. I, my, I mean, I look at my old video and like, my stage performance is shit. I mean, I'm standing in one place, my eyes are closed, I'm not really interacting. Like, it was terrible, but I watched that and I learned from it and I get better and better and better. And when I was there, I would have been really upset if I was getting booed off stage just because, you know, I was nervous and uncomfortable. And I never had that happen. I've never been booed off stage. So I'm not going to do that to the next person. You know what I'm saying? I might laugh a little bit if your song is like, you know, if you get up there making a fool of yourself, I might laugh, but not in your face. <laughs> oh, oh, man, so yeah, I won't be disrespectful like that. But sometimes, I mean, there, I look some wild country movies in Atlanta. It was wild country guy. I mean, it's funny, but you know, for the artists that's really getting up there trying, you know, and they just seem a little nervous. Like I'm not gonna boo them or just disregard them because you never know. You right. know, and I was nervous. I was them, and I was in that place. Like. I'll get on stage now and kill this shit and you can't tell me nothing, but I still started where they were, where I was shy and staying really far back on the stage and not interacting with people. So it's just feel like people don't want to give nobody a chance and I'm all for giving you a chance. Now, if you fuck up your chance, that's not my problem, right. but I'll give you the chance. I feel like it's a uh, crab in a barrel mentality. Yeah. Everybody wants to be the one, the one. And I was talking to my guy BJ about this. He was saying... He wanted to stay in Fayetteville and make. I said, "Well, I mean, this, I ain't saying it. It ain't possible, right? But sometimes you do have to. You have to go away from home to yep. to get your name out or to grow because I just yeah, I just literally got into kind of a little debate with somebody because they said that you have to first take over your city before you can take over anything else. And I'm like, that's absolutely false because most people don't even stay in their city. Exactly. I said, nobody really cares about their city because their city doesn't care about them. So they branch off and go other places. And I, I'm not from Fayetteville. I don't, I mean, I, I you know, stay Fayetteville when I go places, but this is not my city. But even I want to, people have been telling me to leave here for the longest, but I'm like, no, I want to try and make something change out here. And I feel like there's a lot of people that want to do that. Mm-hmm. And if we can all get together and really start putting this out there and feeding that energy, more people will come along. But again, like you said, it's everybody wants to be the one to do it. Everybody wants to be the one. Nobody wants to work together. You can't have multiple artists from, not from Fayetteville. Like, I've gone to Raleigh shows, and it's cool. Multiple artists from Fayetteville, it's so much hate in the room. And it's like, we all in the same city. What are you, what, why is there so much hate? Like, and I don't understand. It's so much talent here. It is. It really so is. It really is. And But it's all about the favoritism. And like I said, people come, they come to the shows. They bring 10 people with them. That's just there for them. So exactly. once they're done, they all leave and then... Nobody else is there for nobody else because, it's, like I said, it's just that's not how a show is supposed to be to me. I don't like, you know, somebody told me to stop using the word showcase, and I feel like that's true. Stop, you, stop, because a showcase has a certain stigma about it. Mm-hmm. Um, there should be concerts, make them concerts or something else because showcases. When you think of a showcase, you think small crowd, 
rappers on stage it's gonna be some people suck some people don't suck and it's either for a prize a grand prize or some something or you know it's like a you know a talent show for the most part that's what a showcase to me is okay. it's like a talent show and i feel like they put that on it and you charge these artists all this money and you make all these promises and then it's just like that has a bad statement. Even certain artists, you say you want to do this showcase, like showcase. I don't know about a showcase. Like, but if you reword that and use maybe concert or we're doing an artist concert or something like that, then it sounds more important. It sounds like, oh, a concert, that's fancy. (laughs) (laughs) And people, you know, because it's like I said, it just has a stigma. Like a lot, I've heard girls, you know, get my makeup done. I've heard, heard girls and they're like, um, Oh, what's going on tonight? And you know they're like, oh well, such as this is going on. And then another girl was like, oh well, such and such is performing here at this showcase. And they're like, who? <laughs> what? Why? Why would we want to go see them? And it's just like you never know. You might like their music, but it just has this certain stigma where you're gonna go see a whack rapper on stage. And and a lot of times, like, see, I want to start putting together sh- concerts. I'm not gonna say showcases, <laughs> but I want to do it where it's actually enjoyable more people are so about the money that they don't even listen to the people who they're about to let perform that is true and lord have mercy if i get on stage and i kill this shit i mean my music's good i can rap i perform but then the next person that gets on after me just does whatever it's like disrespectful i don't want to share the stage with them Mm. like you don't care enough about your craft we should not be on the same stage i feel like i'm a not really above you but i feel like i'm on another level and you're not on this level of taking this music shit seriously because if you did you wouldn't be coming on the stage doing this dumb ass shit that you're doing right now and i feel like putting together concerts where i actually listen to who i'm about to put on this stage where they actually audition or get in front of me like i need to see that you can actually perform before you get on my stage because at the end of the day i'm this is not an open mic okay there's a difference between an open mic in a concert, and I feel like showcases are falling into that open mic category so they can get that money. It's all about money. Yeah, spend this $100, come perform in front of blah, blah, blah. Okay, do you want to hear my music though? Nah, just come perform. I so I can come here and just suck, and you don't even care because you got my money. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> it it's it's kind of sacred nowadays because, like I said, it's, it's, it's all a, people a lot of day, nowadays are money driven, mm-hmm. and that's it's not it's not about the craft. Mm-hmm. And I remember growing up, that's what it was. It was about the craft. I respect yours. I do. I ask this question to my guests to uh, kind of like wrap things up. Mm-hmm. If you had a book, what would be the title of your book, and would it be a bestseller? <laughs> um. My title would probably be, <laughs> I don't know, that's a hard question. I know what the book would be about, but I, I got to have a catchy title. Um, I know it would be a bestseller. Um, huh? One of a kind? Yeah, that's a good title. Because my message, my message has always been, every time I do interviews, I, and, you know, they ask me, like, if I could say one thing or to anybody or some people that are trying to rap and close out, it's always about being yourself. Um, if I were to have a book and call it one of a kind, it would kind of be a guideline to being your one of a kind. There's only one whoever you are. Ooh, and, they're, they're touched, touched. and I've always felt that, like, my name is, my real name 
don't listen to this, don't record this, don't put this on, nothing, no, seriously. My real name is Unica. My mom named me, my name was supposed to be Unica, which means unique in Spanish, but you know, with the whole language thing, my dad said Unica, but my name in general just means unique. And I've always held that to where I was the only child. My mom and dad, I'm their only one together. And I'm the only one. And I've always felt like I don't want to be like everybody else. I don't want to follow the trend. I don't want to I don't want to really fit in. I've never really wanted to fit in. I've never fit in. When I was in high school, I I wasn't with this group of girls. I wasn't with this group of people. I hung with everybody. I had nerd friends. I had I mean, I dated jocks. You know what I'm saying? I was in art clubs and social clubs and I was the secretary of the school. Like I did so much because I didn't want to box myself and I never wanted to box myself in. And I found myself when I first started rapping, boxing myself into that sexy category of being the sex symbol. And this time around, I'm having so much fun. My music is way better than it's ever been. I love making the music that I'm making now. So to everybody else, whether you make music, whether you're a videographer, whether you're a model, whether it don't matter whether you work in real estate, whether you, you know what I'm saying, are a stripper. Regardless of whatever it is that you do, don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Don't worry about that other stripper. Don't worry about your coworker. Don't worry about that. There's only one you. And you need to be the best you that you can be so that you are irreplaceable, so that nobody can ever find another Unica, you know, another Vinci. Nobody will ever find another one of those. And I feel like people are too busy trying to imitate what they see, trying to be replicas of all these things. Like like I said, Nicki Minaj, I love Nicki Minaj, don't get me wrong, but down her line, you see, it's doll, 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 doll this, doll that, Barbie this, Barbie that. And it's like, y'all couldn't be nothing else. <laughs> so I just want everybody to just be themselves. Stop trying to be, don't, don't keep, everybody's getting the same haircut as the next person. Everybody's do wearing the same shit as oh oop <laughs> oop <laughs> just be yourself like you know what I'm saying I I don't even have a defined style like I wear what I want to wear however I want to wear I want to be comfortable when I do shows no everybody's like oh you should wear heels for what so I can be uncomfortable I am a rapper I am not no little dainty R and B singer <laughs> Look. I see when you said on IG it was like I, I Look, holding my dress and (laughs) prancing around, trying to be hard on the mic. It's like, I don't like this. Give me my Jordans. Let me wear my sneakers. Like, I don't want to do this. But that's who I am. And nobody can change. Nobody can change that. If I want to change, then that's going to be my choice. But just, there's only one you, period. Point blank, period. There's only one you and be that best you that you can be. Stop trying to be the him, her, she, or they, or whatever. Just be you. That was... Be you, people. <laughs> Be you. You heard it here. How did you get your name? Your rap name. <laughs> okay, real quick. Um, if you haven't noticed, I look kind of Asian. Okay, my grandmother, rest her soul, she used to call me China. Um, she said I used to look like a little porcelain China doll when I was little, so she used to call me China. And then I knew. Trying to put China down, nobody would ever say it right. <laughs> Everybody would be like, China, China. Like, so I was just like, China, okay, I'll stick with China. Um, and I spelled it with the Y just because Y in Spanish is E. Okay. So, you know, it's kind of a, like a play on things, but nobody will ever know that except for whoever's listening to this. And then the Vaughn is actually my real middle name, which okay. I got from my other grandmother. Her middle name is Yvonne, so they gave me Vaughn. So, China. there you go. China, Vaughn. Okay. <laughs> 
So go ahead and plug your uh your uh, platforms. Um, look, just Google me, um, because I'm literally everywhere. Um, I try I try to make it that way. I'm on you know Spotify, Title, iTunes, um, Pandora, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I want to say MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully I'm not on MySpace, Lord. Um, but yeah, it's just C-H-Y-N-A-V-O-N-N-E. You can literally find me everywhere. Uh, Red Lip Gang 2 is coming real soon. Working on the album, which is actually called Return of a Queen. The, my EP is out. It's called Return of a Queen, the prequel, which is, you know, obviously the prequel to Return of the Queen, the album. <laughs> and... Um, no Nicki Minaj puns intended. I was the queen first. Um, so <laughs> I'm just saying that Return of a Queen came out way before she dropped this whole queen shit. I've been on my queen shit for a minute. Uh, so no no relation. But yeah, um, get that Return of a Queen, um, the prequel, which is on iTunes. It's really everywhere. Um, the single Run Forest. I got FaceTime. I got Blanco up there. Um, and download the mixtape. The mixtape is fun. Me. Vinci, we did our thing. We it's not like a regular mixtape. There's no DJ saying bah, 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 and all that <laughs> stuff. You know, we got we having fun. It's you're getting the real me. You get to see who I am as a person, and yeah, that's it. What well, day you have it, peoples? China Vine, get that. You heard it. Go <laughs> stream it at all streaming platforms. You can catch Jigsaw and Company on Anchor Podcast. I mean, excuse me, Anchor app. We on Google Podcasts. We on Spotify. We working on YouTube right now. We also working on uh, Apple Podcasts as well. Like I said, we drop new content every Wednesday. You can catch me on Facebook, IG, Snap, and my Gmail, JigsawBlue26. That's Jigsaw with two Gs. And we out.